0: Welcome to today's Rockcast. I am Pastor Heath, along with Matt, the music man, and we also have a special guest in the studio today. If you haven't figured out by now, with that intro, we are talking about the band Rush. And in fact, that song, YYZ, or YYZ, uh, is a fantastic instrumental. And Matt, what do you feel when you hear that groove?
1: I feel a lot of things. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of stuff going on with rush this is probably three of the most talented musicians uh, that have ever been on the planet and it just moves you can if the bass guitarist could ever be a lead instrument it's this band yeah i mean getty lee it's unbelievable so uh rush has inspired a lot of people the band's been around for for 40 years it's they're incredibly talented like no other band. Uh, and so we have actually a fan uh, in the studio today. This is Debbie. And normally, when you think of Rush fans, you think of guys. And when I was in high school, the, the big Rush fans were the band jocks. <laughs> yeah. They were the nerds. I mean, they, were, they, they knew music, and they loved all of the progressive rock. They loved all the different time signatures. These guys were, were musically nerdy. But now I realize why they liked rush so debbie you saw rush as a little girl and in concert in concert so
2: lewis arena how old were you Let's uh, see it was uh, 1980 so what, 13 14
0: hmm. yes and what was the feeling like uh, in the stadium
2: it was energetic the light show was amazing they mm-hmm. i mean they put on a show it was wonderful.
0: I had been to a lot of concerts. My first Rush concert was 1988, January of 1988. It was Hold Your Fire. And the reason, now, first when I heard Rush, I mean, I could tell the drummer was incredible. I could tell there was, but I had a hard time with the vocalist. I had a hard time. I thought he kind of sounded like a chipmunk. And so <laughs> it didn't It didn't grab me. And of course, I'm not a musician. I love I loved music. Uh, so I, I just was... A, it just didn't draw me in. I
1: liked his voice. And, and it you either did. love it or hate it. Yeah.
0: What did you feel about Giddy Lee's voice, Matt? That I mean,
1: sounded like an old woman screaming.
0: <laughs> but boy, could he play the bass! Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was the bass. Like I said, he played it like a lead instrument.
1: Well, mm-hmm. with the exception of the, of the police, you know, that was a that was a police and rush or apples and oranges. Yeah. But mm-hmm. usually, when you're in a three piece band, your rhythm section has to move just a little bit more uh otherwise it's just going to sound empty
0: well there's a lot of weight on that tripod e- yeah. each leg has to carry a lot of weight
1: when you look at the police they did a lot of uh reggae feel yes mm-hmm. they did and african feel yes. and so sting was able to kind of settle in that a little bit more and uh, but when you look at the police or the uh, rush with uh with the style of music they they play sure um a lot more progressive a lot more moving parts so uh it's uh that's just that's just them when you look at when you look at categories rock metal rush it's really hard to fit them in any of those they're True. almost their own uh borderline progressive mm-hmm. until they went into the 80s and then it was just you know they really had to find themselves again i think musically
0: yeah, and I they, think
2: they're ahead of themselves too for that era.
0: And they did their, they had their own sound. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really didn't care about. I think what the fans wanted. They were. I think they were making music to make music.
1: Well, they weren't main. They weren't. They uh, certainly
0: weren't mainstream. No, they they didn't
1: care about that. No, they didn't Mm -hmm. care about
0: mainstream. And and when you're a progressive rock band, that's when you have seven or eight minute songs that are just killer. Mm
1: -hmm. And there's
0: so much in it that it's never going to get radio time because it doesn't fit the three minutes.
1: I mean, they toured with Kiss, but uh, they just they didn't match up. Oh Mm -hmm. my goodness! Mm -hmm. Two totally. (laughs)
0: Detroit Rock City. What are we talking about? (laughs) Two. I mean, musically they couldn't be further apart
2: Definitely. but my
0: first uh i had a guy a friend named bo bo was a great guitar player we loved dio i mean we would sit around and we were environmentalists back in the day and and i would air guitar and and i would impress him with my air guitar skills and then <laughs> he was just he was amazed at how i could hear things even though i didn't know i didn't know anything about the guitar so uh we we were best friends and he said, dude, Rush is going to be in Little Rock. I'll buy your ticket if you drive us down there. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he bought my ticket. I drove us down there. And he goes, like, I promise you, you'll be a Rush fan after the concert. And he was right. Seeing them live and hearing so much sound and music and energy come from that stage, stage mm-hmm. and the Laser Light Show in nineteen eighty eight was incredible. I mean, it was an experience. Yes. And so we're we're talking about three unbelievably talented musicians and in the rock cast we talk about music, how it moves us, how it is the universal language. Mm-hmm. Cause you felt something there. You feel Definitely. you feel connected. Like now there's not a lot of girls that like Rush right. because of their sound and but you were drawn in
2: i was even if i didn't hear the the words it was the music the sound all the instruments that just spoke to me
0: rock music has a way of doing that especially when you have a a a band like rush Mm -hmm. it just you know it's powerful
1: was it because it was different for you than everything else on the radio because there was nothing like that being played on the radio at that time i
2: think so i think so and it was just all the sounds and just especially after seeing them in a concert and seeing what they could do with just very few instruments, it was just it blew me away.
0: Because you'd already seen Van Halen, and yes, and you'd very been to a first con-
2: concert was Van Halen. So
0: was there a there was there another kid that said, "Hey, we need to go see this band Rush."
2: My friend Corey, he's the one that that uh, got me interested in Rush. Just all he his took fault. Me. It is, I blame <laughs> wow. him and thank him at the same time because I, I loved it at the time.
0: Sure And and again We, we love the music and yes. and, the, and the music Is is so powerful And what we want To always bring a Awareness to Is the message mm-hmm. You know What is the message Behind the music And Rush Lyrically uh, This is some Heady stuff I mean yes. Neil with the writing Neil wrote a lot Of the lyrics Getty Lee Alex did They collaborated But these are some Very intellectual guys I'd rather
1: talk about Politics than music you, Would music you do these. Yeah <laughs> But music's one of those
2: things that it when you're down, they can it can lift you up. And sometimes if you're up, it can bring you down.
0: And it's very emotional. It is a very emotional thing. It is a what we say, it's a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. The word the root word for music is muse, and it's a spirit that inspires you, that that moves you to creativity. And so these guys are what moves them. They were nerds. They didn't fit in. Getty Lee grew up in Canada. He's a Jewish. He's raised in a Jewish home. He's in a boring subdivision. And so that's where the song came from. Everything was boring, and he didn't fit. He wasn't athletic. I heard the story where his sister's getting piano lessons, and he's in the other room listening. And then he goes in there and starts to figure it out and starts to make it better. And they think it's her playing. And they think it's her, and the teacher comes, oh, she's doing wonderful. And they go in there, and it's Getty. So he's a prodigy. He, This kid is talented, but he grows up and and is looking for something. And he'll tell you uh, that he rejected God or rejected religion because of how he was raised. And so these three guys, super smart guys, come together. Alex, whose last name we could not pronounce. We would have to buy a vowel, Pat, uh, because it had so many consonants in it. And then he goes with Lifeson uh, so people could pronounce it. Um but what inspired these guys? They are inspired by trying to find their own reality, try, trying to find truth through through music and through their own creativity. Um, and one of the songs that, as we talked about, what band we're going to highlight next uh, when we talked about Rush, one of the first songs that came to my mind was, of course, Y Y Z is one of my favorites because it's such a killer groove, and and it just goes on, and the guitar, everything. Uh, which I found out did not know that YYZ was the code for their airport in Canada. Mm-hmm. So the YYZ and that little that little start, the, the rockcast started with that's Morse code for for YYZ. That was the code for their airport. So they knew when they heard that they were coming home. So it was about about traveling, how airports are about departures and sadness and tears of joy. So it was kind of a a picture, an artistic way of looking at life. And that song, even though there's no words, it, it has just kind of this feel to. There's a hustle and bustle, and and it, it, it's just a great, great tune. But the the really one lyrically, what came to my mind was "Free Will." The song "Free Will," and I have some lyrics. And there's some really, really deep, uh, deep meanings here. And the thing that jumped out at me, the the lyric that jumped out at me was, you can choose a ready guide in some celestial voice. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And if you think about that is a very profound statement. What and the song goes on to say, and I think what the band is trying to say is that you can choose to believe whatever you want to believe. If you want to believe a celestial voice, if you want to believe there's a God, then you can you can do that. If you want to believe uh, there's there's fate and and it's just all predetermined, you can believe that. And it says that you know whatever you decide, you know is right for you. So uh, it's all it's all what you want to make it. And and the band is very openly agnostic, uh, saying, hey, we can't know. And that's really the mantra of the day. And this is, I mean, these guys are way ahead of their time. They were, they were postmodern before postmodern was big. Here, we're living in a postmodern world. What that means is that we can't be certain of anything. The only thing we can be certain of is that we can't be certain of anything. And Socrates said way back in the day, the only thing I'm certain of is my own ignorance. So this whole idea that if we claim certainty, that's, that's the wrong thing. So this, this song, this song, Free Will, says, hey, you can choose to make your own path. We, man is in control of his own destiny. That's really the heart of this song. Is that what you got out of it, Matt, when you heard it? Yeah, that's
1: just the foundation of their belief
0: system. It, it really is. The agnostic or you know, rejecting God and rejecting that there is an absolute truth. This is why art artists and musicians and 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 actors and celebrities all these people they they want to they want to just create their own fantasy and that's that's man in general our, our, we reject God and his truth and so we reject his truth his absolute truth we get to make up our own truth and and that is the foundation and you look at a lot of their songs you'll see the spirit of the radio. You'll see the spirit of the music, is is about making your own way, and and they talk about the Cold War. They talk about uh, you know politics and and I mean there's some great lyrics. There's some very deep things to their music, and we can celebrate that. But what we want to be careful of is is do we adhere to what they believe?
1: What's crazy is that you normally normally the lyricist in a band is you know a guitarist or. Bass player, whoever the front man is, Getty's the front man, but the lyric lyricist in rush is a, is a drummer' is neil
0: i mean, and he's the he's the one that doesn't like to be out front that's right he he you know when they do signings and all that he's he's uncomfortable with it mm-hmm. and so Getty and Alex are the ones out there doing the meet and greets and signing, and Neil just doesn't want to be around people
1: but when you read interviews from Getty and Alex, or you watch them on on video giving interviews and then it goes to neil and you hear him talking or read what he says intellectually it seems that he is several stages higher than the others not i don't know if it's by choice but i think maybe getty and alex are just hey we just love to play music they're they're players
0: they see themselves just as players
1: neil is the uh he's i think he is the uh um
0: I don't want to say brain behind it. Yeah. But, uh, I I think he could be the intellectual driving force behind that because you can, you can feel it. mm -hmm. You can feel it when you see him interview Debbie, it's, he's deep. He's authored several, several books. He's traveled. And so here's, here's the thing with, um, like I said, you, you love the music. We want people to, to, we're not saying, Hey, you can't listen to them. We just say, listen to what is behind the message. And, uh, whether it's Bytor the Snow Dog and the Snow Dog or or what you know, what is what does that mean? What are they talking about? L- you know, let it let it be something that moves you to to look deeper to find the spirit behind the music.
1: When you go to a restaurant and you sit down and they bring you something and they set it down in front of you, it smells good and it looks fantastic. And you have no idea what it is, it's a mystery dish and they bring it, <laughs> it to you. You know, first question is what's in it? right but when we hear a song or a, one of our favorite bands and they and they deliver us a song first thing we need to ask is what's in this
0: what's in it i know it smells good it sounds good it, it emotionally it's appealing visibly it's appealing but what am I what am I about to digest? Because music goes to your soul. It's I mean, it's deep within you.
2: And when you're young and you hear the music, you get sucked in before you actually hear the words. And then at that point, it's too late. You're already hooked.
0: It's so true. And and so whatever genre it is, I know we 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 talk about rock a lot because that's this is we're confessing our rock and roll ways. Right. You know, <laughs> we're confessing that. And that is so Music is, is like the Trojan horse.
1: I'm glad I don't have that problem. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking down to us. <laughs> you know, it's we're funny to think
2: about the songs you listened to when you were a kid, and then you revisit it now that you're an adult or a Christian, saved now. Absolutely. And, know, and you hear those things, and you you're, cringe, and you go, ooh, why didn't I hear that
0: I before? I'm, you're blinded by it. You, know, yes. you just can't you don't, first of all, I mean, we're just naturally sinners and it can't be bad when it sounds this good, right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's so pleasing to the ear. It just moves you. And I mean, I lived vicariously, you know, through music. And yes. uh, Matt asked me the other day, he goes, did you ever like uh air guitar in your car? I was like, dude, my steering wheel needed a pick guard. Drums. I mine mean, was drums, no, not the steering wheel. <laughs> mine was guitar. I want uh, every little... Pick harmonic, every whammy bar, every hammer on, you know, every, I couldn't wait for the solo. So I've got scratches all over on my, on
1: my <laughs> steering wheel. I figured you ripped that shifter out of your console and use it as a microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anytime I sold my car, it's like, what happened to the steering wheel, man? <laughs> cause I, cause I did, I, I would, and I would pretend that I was on stage and that, I mean, I was, I wanted to be the guitar hero before there was guitar hero. Right. So that's what music does. It it instills this pride. And I felt I could take on the world. <laughs> I could run through three brick walls because of this music. And that's what we're talking about. What yes. does it inspire you to do? The spirit behind the music. These guys were so deep. People haven't recognized them because intellectually it made you think about things or they didn't like their style. I'll never forget Bo, my friend, as we are doing things to not think about reality. I never forget what he told me. He's like, man, I, I love this band, but but they I don't I disagree with their beliefs. You know, I, I believe there's a God. They they don't. And I'll never forget him telling me that. And it kind of ruined my buzz a little bit because I didn't want to hear about God. I mean, I'm I'm raising church, God's a cosmic cop waiting to bust me, and I'm doing all the fun stuff and sinning, and I didn't even want to I didn't even follow up that conversation. I did not want to think about that but he was at least saying hey i don't agree with them fundamentally but man do i love their music and that's 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 the dangerous part to where we open ourselves up so when we look at this jesus mentioned something about absolute truth he said he was and is the way the truth and the life so many songs are are searching about meaning and finding purpose and finding your own way and and I mean, there's there's so many Rush songs. I mean, my brain is just overloading trying to think of you know another one that would really fly by night. Tom oh, Sawyer. Yeah, a New World Man. Of course, talking about you know governments and and freedom and and uh, they talk they talk a lot about that because that's the plight of humanity. Is that we need a savior? There's something that we're deep down is in our hearts. So shall we talk should we should we bring up the cover
1: of twenty one twelve
0: I think we should because if you remember the the, the cover of twenty one twelve you know twenty one inverted is twelve, and then what I thought was a pentagram was really a star with the with a red circle around it it was a red star with a circle around it, and then there was a a silhouette of a a boy or a man that has his hands up like he's trying to shield himself from the power of this star. And if you do a little digging and you know, if you read it on the internet, it's true that they were, it was like an anti-communist type thing. Is that what you yeah, discovered? Yeah. It was not a pentagram. It was not a, you know, a lot of people said, Hey, the band Rush, they're satanic. Cause look at the pentagram. Well, it actually wasn't a pentagram. Right. There was a deeper meaning to it.
1: Yeah. And if you look at the, the lyrics of the song, it talked about being oppressed and, and, uh, and forced to abide by a
0: certain way and the brotherhood of man and raising the flag and
1: yeah holding up the red star holding up the red star yeah. so uh in that song uh, a lot of people believe that uh, they are of course uh against that mindset and that view and want the freedom to be able to do with what they want so
0: because in communism rush could not exist could they, Correct. Uh, I mean, they could not have the freedom to make a choice and, and to write music and to express themselves. So it would, it would make sense that they would be against that.
1: There's a lot of punk bands in Russia that are in jail because oh. mm-hmm. of uh, going against the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it, inc- what is it? It incites a rebellion and a revolution to the authority. And that's really the spirit behind the music. A lot of music. Is inciting this rebellion. Do your own thing. That's the whole mantra. We go back to Aleister Crowley and do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. And if you look at the spirit behind most rock music and other, and other music too, other genres, it is do what you want to do. You will determine what truth is to you. You, make, you don't have to listen to anything else. Just tune in, tune into yourself. And that is why. It leads to promiscuity, Mm -hmm. drug use, and all kinds of other things. It makes you feel
2: good, do it, kind of thinking. Sure, and it
0: kind of numbs you, and and you don't really know what's going on. That's the essence of Satan's work, is to be pleasant. I'm here to save you. All of this oppressive religion with Christianity, with this such a narrow way, that's got to be so much bigger than that. That's what Rush is celebrating. They want to break out from this boring, uh, narrow path. Ultimately, rebelling against God. Now, you know, do they overtly say anything satanic? I don't think so. I don't. Such, it's such an angel of light approach. It is a very yes. That, so, so people go, man, Russian, satanic. I know it's not a pentagram, but when you look at it, what what are the What is their message?
2: Well, that by tour, the snow dog has a a hint of satanic in it.
0: And and it may it may be that they're just you know, telling this fable or mm-hmm. something. You know, they may be in a in a you know in a in a poetic way trying to express you know an old mm-hmm. fable. So what we want to do is is like I said, we always want to look at the spirit behind the music. When Jesus was approached, um, and and Jesus was accused of being, demon possessed, Jesus came and made an absolute truth statement about himself that they must believe in him. Uh, they he did miracles they denied him, and they said he's he's demonic he's demon possessed and Jesus in Luke chapter eleven uh, he says um, that he was driving out demons by the power of Beelzebub by the power of demons and so Jesus knew their thoughts, and in John chapter 11, verse 17, he says, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub, which is the Lord of the flies. Remember that movie? Yes. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom you, do your followers drive them out? So then they will know so they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Then he said this, when a strong man fully armed guarded, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. And here it is. He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters. Now, in that context, Jesus is not talking about people. You know, he's talking about spirits. Now, another time in another gospel, there was a guy who was performing something and Jesus, the disciples said, hey, Jesus, we saw this guy doing something in your name. We told him to stop. And Jesus said, no, he who is not against us is for us. Now there he's talking about people, but in this context, he's talking about spirits. So spirits that are not for Christ are against Christ or anti-Christ. So if Rush is not, if the spirit behind their music is not for Christ, then it's opposed to him. And what are they throwing out there? Everything but a absolute truth claim to God and his word and his son, Jesus. So that is what we're talking about. Pay attention to what you're listening to. I know it's you get in that groove, but do your homework. We wanna make you aware of the spirits that are out there and those spirits that would lead you away. Because what good would it do? And Matt, I know you're a bass player and you and Getty became bass players about the same way. There was a lack of need. Everybody wants to play guitar, right? You didn't sit out and go, I wanna be a bass player and be stoic and only have four strings. No, you didn't do that. But because of a need, you learned it and then you got really good at it because you it's a craft it's something that's very underappreciated sure it is Mm -hmm. so what good would it do to have all the musical talent in the world to have all of the adulation from the world to be considered the best rush is not in the hall of fame they've been shunned you know for whatever reason but what would it do if they were considered the greatest band of all time and you had all the musical talent and everybody worshipped you and then you die and you face God and He sentences you to an eternity without Him? This is heaven and hell, guys. This is, a, this is eternity that we're talking about. Think about where you're wanting to go and, and look into this. Be aware of the spirits the music. I'm Pastor Heath. I'm glad, Debbie, that you were brave enough to come in the studio. Thank you. And I'm Matt. Think about it.